Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to 3C Amplified. I'm your host, Jacqueline Destrumps, here to highlight the businesses, nonprofits, and individuals collaborating to amplify their impact in the community. This series is sponsored by Another Hand Advantage, where I create marketing strategies for community-minded small businesses and nonprofits that fit your schedule and budget while making your brand stand out in front of your audience. And joining me in our virtual studio today is Alexandra Hotko, from, uh, founder and baker at Hotko Bread Company and the Phoenix Sampler, and owner and pastry chef Soraya Medina of Salud Eats. Welcome, ladies. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this I said virtual studio because we are not in a live studio together today, which is a real bummer because I have a feeling I could have gotten some baked goods out of this. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But nonetheless, we'll have a great conversation today. I cannot wait to talk to you ladies. I have uh, known Alex for several years now through Local First. Um, I've had the opportunity to have some of your baked goodies, especially your babka. It's very dangerous, though, that I know a babka maker who lives just a few miles away. <laughs> and is happy to trade for um, fresh tomatoes. <laughs> I, know, I know. We're doing a little herb, uh, herb exchange. Uh, i give you some of my oregano. I'll get some of your babka. And I'm really excited to have you on today, Soraya, um, and for Alex to introduce me to your baked goods through (laughs) the Phoenix Sampler, um, which we'll be talking about today. So welcome both of you again. I'm really excited about this conversation. Definitely excited to be here. Yes. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Soraya, let's start with you. Um, Tell us a little bit about Salud Eats. How did you... Have you been a baker for long? Is this something you always wanted to do? How did this all get started? Well, it's funny because I always try to go back to when I was younger to see like where was the baking involved? Because my mother is actually a great cook, but she's not a baker. She only knows how to do two things. So I remember going to Peru with her um, when I was six. Every summer, we would go to Peru and um, my older cousin would always bake cakes. And she would bake cakes, orange cake, lemon cake. And I remember I was so excited. So I think that's where it started. When I started dating my husband, this is 19 years ago, we would love watching the Food Network. We were big foodies. We loved to eat. And um, we would print recipes. We would bake them. We would do them. We would eat them. And then, you know, I was like... I kind of want to do this, like anybody could follow a recipe and baking is science. So I wanted to go to culinary school. So I ended up going to culinary school in 2012, graduated in 2013. And then um, we started our online um, bakery in New York. That's where we're from. Oh, okay. New York is so expensive. Like there was no way that we were going to open up a brick and mortar, even to do a farmer's market over there for the holidays. To get in, it was $4,000. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and that was this was back in 2014. Wow. So I imagine how much it would be now. <laughs> so we knew that there was no way that we could start a business over there. So our friends moved here, and then we came to visit, and then we just fell in love with Arizona. And we basically said, you could definitely make it out here. Our first farmer's market that we visited was um, downtown Phoenix. 
you know, we just saw ourselves being in the market. We love how people here support local. Back home in New York, everything is big chains. Mm. Uh, small businesses don't survive out there at all. And everything is very cutthroat. Like nobody's friendly there. Everything's about money. <laughs> <laughs> so well, yeah, four thousand dollars to beat a farmer's market. I yeah. can see where that would <laughs> it'd be yes. difficult to separate from that, but yeah. Yeah. So at that time, you know, we only had our dog. We were like, this is a great opportunity to move to Arizona if we really wanted to follow our dreams and, you know, have our own bakery. So that's what we did. We ended up um, moving five years ago. We came here. And then ever since we moved here, we've just been hustling. And um, we started at the farmer's market. And that's actually how we met Alex. Um, We started in a small farmer's market called Clark Park in Tempe. And um, yeah, so that's how it started. Um, we, yeah, it took a while, you know, ups and downs, a lot of tears, a lot of restless nights. I think right now we actually do wholesale. So um, we provide our pastries and um, coffee shops, hotels, but with this whole thing that's going on, you know. Things, things have changed, changed a little, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's how we started. <laughs> I, so you mentioned Peru and I perked up. So I went to Peru for the first time um, two years ago and probably one of my all-time favorite trips of all time. So do you have family there? Is that where your family is from? Or Yeah, my mom has a lot of family over there. Um, my dad is in, in New York. But okay. yeah, there's a lot of family in Peru. Unfortunately, I haven't been there since probably like, it's been a while. It's probably been like 18 years that I haven't oh, wow. gone back. Yeah. Oh. And I would love to visit Machu Picchu. I still haven't done that, but that's definitely on the list. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, and it, you know, and so my husband and I are big foodies also. So it was actually quite funny when I started talking about visiting Peru, somebody asked me, well, how are you going to manage that? Because I don't eat meat. Uh, I guess a pescatarian, I'll eat, I eat seafood, but I don't eat any meat. And everyone was telling me like, oh, all they eat is, you know, guinea pig and beef and this and that. And I was like, yes, but do you also know they have 3000 types of potatoes? I'm yeah. going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of seafood. Yes. And, a lot of seafood. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. So yeah, I could <laughs> see how that, um, just eating that food, uh, would inspire anyone to decide that this is what they want to do is, is to bake and just thinking about to those memories. Cause I think that's how, um, you know, baking and cooking is for myself also. It just, you know, you think back to a memory of a time, um, when, you know, some, you tasted something for the first time or you experienced a recipe for the first mm-hmm. time and who you were with. Yeah. And Alex, you know, that kind of leads into, to you a little bit, because with you, you started your baking company, Hot Co. Now, obviously, that's your that's your last name, but it's also, it's yeah. a very unique baking company in that, where where do your recipes come from traditionally? Um, so I say that I focus on Bohemian baked goods. Um, Bohemia being the region that's now Czech, Slovakia, a little bit of Hungary, Poland, Germany. The borders change. People moved around a few times. Yeah. Recipes move with them. So... I, it kind of encompasses a little bit of Germany all the way into Russia, um, into the Balkan states, a little bit of Croatia, um, but definitely Central Eastern European breads and pastries. Mostly family recipes is where it started. Um, and then it just kind of expanded from there based on travel. 
Yeah. So we've got that all in common. We love food. We love traveling. <laughs> That'll be another, a whole other show. We'll, tra- we'll start a travel show also. So take us back to the beginning because and when I um, first met you, I don't know that I knew this about you, but then I was reading through some of your information that you sent over before the show. And you actually uh, were kind of in, what was it the footwear industry yes. at one point in time? Yeah. <laughs> so, How do you go from footwear to baking? <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's a fun one. Um, <laughs> um, I spent uh, like 10 to 12 years in the fashion and then footwear industry, um, starting in retail, um, ending in wholesale. It... Uh, it was something that was easy for me. It made sense. Um, a lot of analytics, a lot of human interaction, um, things like that. So I just started from the bottom when I was in college and moved all the way up. And then I got to the point where, as cliche as it might be, I turned 30 and I said, I haven't set goals for myself in probably seven years because I've met everything that I wanted to do. I decided that year it was going to be the year I was going to, to finally do what I'd been joking about. Since I was probably 13, I said, oh, someday over the rainbow, I'm going to have hot co bread co, you know, after we win the lottery and I don't have to worry about working and things like that. And it just kind of uh, all came together at that time that I realized it didn't have to be an all in build out a bake shop, make it a big thing right away. It was inspired by farmers market vendors and other little startups that were just doing, you know, little sandwich box deliveries and things like that. And so, yeah, moved out of the footwear industry that year and into baking. Started at the Clark Park Farmer's Market as well, where I met Soraya. I think it was like fall of 17, probably, is when we met. Well, you've been to farmer's markets. They're like small business incubators. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really fun. You get to try all sorts of ideas and bounce ideas off of your customers. And you get immediate feedback. And like Soraya was saying as well, the 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 customers are so loyal here. They really mm-hmm. want to try something new. They want to be exposed to to your story. They want to have a relationship with their vendors. Um, and so I think that that's been something that's super fun about building the bread business. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's what's really re- unique about both of you. Something that I really that stood out to me when I first met you, Alex, was the type of baking that you were doing. I want to say, I can't remember what they were. They were some kind of cracker or something. Sauerkraut crackers. Sauerkraut crackers. Yeah. Yeah. And we were at an event and I thought, okay, I like sauerkraut. I like crackers. This is weird, but I'll give it a try. (laughs) And then I ate it and said, wow, this is this is fantastic. And then I think you just started talking about, you know, oh, yeah, well, first off, you're asking where they come up with the idea for sauerkraut crackers. And you just, you built that story. You had that story behind it. And Soraya, with you, when Alex, um, I reached out to Alex and said, hey, I really want you to come on the show, tell your story. Who would make a great guest? And she immediately, you know, threw out your name and, and who are you with? And I said, you know what? I'm actually already following her. Um, on Instagram because I had your uh, black bean brownie and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I've never, I'm, she's my oh, best I friend I had the brownie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but then I saw your story. And so you're right when people are immediately drawn to, to a, a business when they can kind of build that that story and build that relationship with you and kind of bring you in to um, into your thought process and like what was behind that. So um, I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, I, you know, I, I'm sure I'm not just speaking for myself, 
once you be, once you have an idea for a business, you have probably 20 more ideas a day. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> some that get executed on, some that don't. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's, it's just inevitable that we're going to bring our customers and clients into our story. And the farmer's market is the perfect place for that because people do like to kind of stroll through, especially mm-hmm. if you've got food samples out mm-hmm. they're going to hang out by your table. And I just, I just love how um, open both of you are with sharing your stories and, and what's behind um, your baked goods. So, Soraya, so let's, let's talk about that black bean brownie so that's <laughs> weird like I, I got know. it in the in my in my pack and we'll get to talking about phoenix sampler in a second <laughs> but I want we have to just let's go right into that brownie <laughs> so I yeah. get this brownie yeah. it's delivered to me on a Sunday I pull it out I know full well it's a brownie I don't even read the bottom I'm just like oh, it's a chocolate brownie and I ate it and I thought oh this is really good because it's it's like um it's like a cake. It's not, it's not fudgy. Normally I like the fudgy dense brownies. This is really light and yummy. And then I just happened to flip it over because I was like, so which, who's this from? And I said black bean brownie. And I was like, huh? <laughs> and then I immediately said, well, that's healthy. So I can just eat the rest of this brownie right now. <laughs> I'm also yeah. guilty of eating her brownies for breakfast. <laughs> it's funny because Immediately when you say black bean brownie, everyone's like black beans, like with the brownie, like, you know, people automatically think that it's going to taste like beans, but you really can't taste it. So basically we tried, um, it's gluten free. We try to make it vegan as well, but it didn't work out because once you take out the eggs, it's just, um, we tried it with applesauce and it was just too dense and mushy Mm. and it just didn't work. So we kept it as gluten free. But yeah, it's black bean brownie. It has coconut oil, has eggs, and then you get your protein from the eggs and the beans. And then we use um, 70% pure Ecuadorian chocolate. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a, actually a top seller. And it's funny how parents always trick their kids. Like, <laughs> we have a lot of parents that come to us and we're like, oh, I'm going to buy it and I'm just going to give it to them and see what they think. And then after when they tell them that it's black beans, they're surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's actually, we have a lot of little customers who love the black bean brownie. So are all of your baked goods then, do you make them, um, try to make them gluten-free? Um, well, all, or? All, our, all our, um, desserts are actually organic and it actually goes back to, um, I had a near death experience in 2006 because of vaccination. And, you know, I did a lot of research on, um, what we put into our bodies and on, and I found out that, you know, there's a lot of toxic ingredients out there, some ingredients that you can't pronounce. Like if you were to go to Costco, you'll turn around if you, it's funny because the other day I saw this huge pie, it was like $6. But if you look at the ingredients, it's like 20 ingredients that you can't pronounce. So you don't know what they are. So because of that, we ended up doing organic, live a healthier lifestyle. And I wanted to incorporate that with our baked goods. So I always try to substitute um, ingredients with healthier options. We use a lot of coconut oil. Um, everything is organic. And we also use a lot of arrowroot, which replaces the starch and cornstarch. But yeah, mainly everything is organic. And we just try to educate everyone that you could have a healthier dessert without sacrificing taste or tasting like cardboard. Because yeah. I know back then... <laughs> 
when you would eat something gluten free, it really didn't taste that that yummy back no. then. <laughs> but now there's so many other ingredients that you could substitute that you know it doesn't have to taste like that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to the thousands of different ideas as an entrepreneur that we have going through our head at any given time <laughs> and how that brownie ended up on my counter one Sunday, <laughs> Alex, what did you decide to do amidst all of us being locked up in our homes? You decided to launch a new business. Tell us about the Phoenix Sampler and kind of how that came together. Yeah. So in the midst of all of this and all of us are kind of cooped up in our homes and uh, baking less and not doing farmer's markets. Um, I had been toying around with this idea for a little while that just kind of came to the top of the pile. And I was a big fan of Birchbox. I don't know if you've ever experienced Birchbox with the makeup. You pay $10 mm-hmm. a month and you get samples of all sorts of new brands. So with that kind of idea in mind, I reached out to a lot of local food and craft vendors I'm still reaching out to more. We're going to grow this as big as we can because I want to make sure that if you are a repeat order, yes, I saw your order yesterday, (laughs) uh, that you're getting something new every time. Um, So the Phoenix Sampler is really about introducing people at home to brands that are local that maybe they haven't heard of or they have heard of but haven't tried yet um, with a lot of us kind of avoiding going out or going to farmer's markets or really unsure of how we can continue to support local. Um, This gives shoppers the opportunity to kind of have a meet and greet with different vendors. So you get the letter of intro. So you get to learn a little bit about each vendor that is included in your sampler. Um, And you also get their contact info. So that way you found the black bean brownie. If that was the highlight of, of your bag for the first one, you now have the contact info to meet and follow Salute Eats um, and get to know more of Soraya's story, get more of those brownies or try the banana bread or things like that. So I, I just wanted to give people the opportunity to meet some of the great vendors that I've had the opportunity to meet because um, I've tried most of them. Some of them are friends of friends, but most of the ones that we've already included are things I've already consumed myself. They have great stories behind them and people that are excited to work and build their business. And yeah, I just wanted people to be excited about something new. I'm always excited about something new. So this is like a good way to not know what's coming in your sampler. You just pick something and we fill it for you. That also utilizes my footwear skills. So when I was in wholesale, I was building um, store buys for the footwear. So we say, you know, Dillard's has $35,000 worth of open money to fill with boots for the season. So how many kinds of boots and which ones can I fit in and which ones match their needs? And, you know, do they need more of this and less of that? So I get to utilize that skill in building these assortments for people as well. So it kind of brought everything together for me. Yeah, I think so. That was kind of one of the most exciting parts of it for me. So I was, I was a little, so I went, I, I I didn't know it was you at first, Alex. I just saw this Phoenix Sampler. You were like, hey, guys, there's this cool thing called Phoenix Sampler. And I'm like, ooh, what's this about? Went on and I was like, ooh, I don't know. It's a surprise. Like, what if there's something weird in there and I don't want to eat it? You know, and then, but there, you know, you do have on there, you can put if you have any allergies or if you're vegan or vegetarian or whatever. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, you know what? Because the, the, the small, sampler bag is what 20 29 29 I'm like it's 29 dollars 
I'll get, try out some cool stuff. I love supporting local. Um, so yeah, I was so excited when I opened it up and I actually, of course I pulled everything out at first. was like, Oh, oh well, uh, you know, this is so exciting. Oh my gosh, I'll eat everything in here. Um, but I really liked the letter that you, that came with it. And the fact that I could read everyone's story, like, and find out more about each of the products. So like I said, I, I was like, oh, that's a brownie. I tasted some, like, this is awesome. And then looked and was like, black bean, what? I got to learn more <laughs> about this person. And, you know, looked through the, the, um, the paperwork. And then love that you, uh, you know, put their social media handles on there. So immediately I could go on, you know, and start following them on social media. Um, Soraya, when Alex approached you about this, what, I mean, what were your initial thoughts? What was... Oh, I didn't even have to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was an automatic <laughs> guess because, you know, right now in these times you have to be creative and you have to try to find the ways so you could um, earn more money during this time. And I felt like her idea was awesome. It was great. And um, I think we all need a little surprise in the mail because we're all kind of depressed indoors <laughs> can't do anything so that little package that you will receive on Sunday would actually put a smile on everyone's faces so it was a no-brainer for me yeah <laughs> to join yeah no and um so pointing out the obvious you're both bakers mm-hmm. so some might think like hey that's kind of weird why would two bakers be working together on something like aren't you, isn't that competition no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, we actually, I think um, right now in the program, we have six bakers. Mm-hmm. Um, we have two more that are possibly coming on to next week, but we all have different focuses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a baker who exclusively does gluten, dairy, soy, and nut free. Um, and we have a baker this week. We have a baker that's all vegan. Um, we've got a specialty like. Um, really fancy little pastry baker coming next week. Um, and then, yeah, I do the Bohemian baked goods. I've only included myself in one package um, for Mother's Day so far because um, I want to make sure that everybody gets the opportunity to be highlighted before I start like really plugging it in. Also, trying to manage the assortments and get that all together plus bake is a little—it's a lot, it's a lot right now. So I'm glad that we have so many other bakers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like you pointed out, there's that little bit where you can say, you know, if you have allergies or food preferences. Um, some people are putting in there, you know, I would love to see more La Bella Vie, or you know, I really like chocolate. Um, or things like that. So those fun little notes also help me to build that assortment and get the you know the variety right. Mm -hmm. So Soraya has, um, in addition to uh, the Phoenix Sampler and your involvement in that, you mentioned previous, um, you know, you were doing farmers markets and things like that. Uh, But you are also in the process of, during all this, (laughs) opening, um, opening a brick and mortar, right? I know, it's just, it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But why the hell not, right? (laughs) It's it's actually funny how it came about. Um, this store was actually supposed to open a year ago, but because of construction and the general contractor and then the inspector, it was it just took a long time. It was always something going on. But initially, it was actually just going to be um, Doc's artisan ice cream, which we share a kitchen with him. He makes mm. gelato and sorbet. And he was actually the first person that we met when we came here for the first time in Arizona. 
um, when we came here, obviously it was hot. It was in the summertime. We didn't know any better. (laughs) 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 And, um, you know, I think we were in Ikea and I was telling Danny, my husband, I was like, oh, I need, I was like ice cream or something to cool us down. So um, we looked at Yelp and we came across his brick and mortar at the time. And um, we went inside and we met Doc and, you know, he's just a very kind and open and helpful person. You know, we told him what our goal was that we were going to move here and we wanted to start everything. So um, he gave us advice and he was like, you know, whenever you guys are here and all moved in, come and visit. Um, He actually had an oven in his um, shop. He was like, if you want to use our oven, you're more than welcome to. So that's what happened. We moved. We actually used his oven when we needed it. um, If we needed to make more other than using our oven in the house. And um, we just built our relationship. And then we ended up um, joining together in the commercial kitchen. And that's where we are right now. So he was supposed to open up his shop a year ago. And then since we shared the kitchen, um, one of our partners decided, why not combine both? So that's how we came about. And um, our grand opening is going to be soon. It's actually in Mesa. It's a little drive, um, but it's only 20 minutes. (laughs) It's not that bad. Yeah, we're going to have our grand opening, which we're going to have for Bay and um, gelato plus our baked goods. Oh, wow. And where where in Mesa is it going to be? It's 839 South Crimson Road in Mesa. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. So it's actually awesome. a new complex with a, a lot of new um, companies. And I feel like it's great because... I've never been there since the store opened. That's when I ended up going there. And there's actually nothing out there. So people just love like going to whatever store there is because it's, I think, a new coming area that Mm -hmm. they're building right now. Yeah. When you look it up on Google Maps, it's still just a dirt lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But there's Filibertos there. There's Black Rock Coffee. Um, There's a yoga place. I know, I think next door is going to be a Sassy's Cafe. Um, I think that's the name of it. Sassy's Cafe Restaurant. And yeah, we're excited. Right now we're actually doing artwork in the wall. Okay. Um, Yeah, to make it a little bit more fun. And yeah, we should be announcing our grand opening. But we're open. We're still trying to figure everything out as far as hours and stuff like that. Right. But it's mainly um, you buy and it's to go. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, that's super exciting. So in addition, um, one of the other reasons I just love what you two are doing is, um, Soraya, you have the Bread from the Heart program. And then also, Alex, I want to talk to you about uh, with the Phoenix Sampler, when you're ordering, you also have an opportunity to give back to a local nonprofit. So in the spirit of why, you know, anytime I have guests on 3C Amplified, I just love to hear about how you're giving back in the community and how you're um, using your business for good and and ways um, that you are connecting with the community and making that impact. So tell me a little bit about that Bread from the Heart program. Yeah, well, Bread from the Heart is um, basically when you buy a loaf, we'll donate a loaf on your behalf um, to St. Mary's Food Bank. So um, you could find this on the website. Um, there's a little section where you could buy um, the bread. But yeah, we noticed obviously that um, we had to basically wanted to help the community out with so much unemployment going out. And we saw the lines 
are out the door. I know in here and everywhere else as far as the food food bank. So we just wanted to do as much as we can to help um, the community right now. And then Alex, with the with your Phoenix sampler mm-hmm. bag, tell me kind of how that came about. Was that something from the beginning, like no brainer, this is what we want to do with this? Or where did that come from as far as being able to add on that donation? Um, that was definitely a no brainer yeah. for me. Um, initially, the first week we went for a support restaurants in Arizona um, fund. One of the well, Hillary is a gal that is helping with deliveries. She put together our bouquets for Mother's Day and things like that. And she is, she's from the restaurant industry. So she's been unemployed while this whole thing's been going on. Um, so that's what inspired our first option for donation. Um, now it is Food Bank. Um, I believe it's St. Mary's Food Bank is what I have on there. But it definitely was a no-brainer that right away you have to give an opportunity to give. I just think it's really important to be giving if we have any funds available to be supporting other people. It's always fun to get something for yourself, but it's sometimes more fun to be gifting something to someone else. Oh, most definitely. I mean, what are, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but what they say as far as the actual, like um, when you give something, like when you donate or you give a gift, like the actual like chemical response in your, in your brain, you know, and that just think that that's just I just think that's so interesting. I mean, obviously we know like, oh, it feels good when I give somebody something, but to know that actually has that direct impact on your body when you give back. And it's just um, right now, especially, um, you know, obviously businesses are hurting, small businesses are hurting, but nonprofits, um, you know, their losses are astronomical right now as well. And one of the things that I've loved the most here in the Arizona community is seeing how businesses and individuals have rallied together to help one another out. It's kind of like competition is out the door right now. Like, mm-hmm. this is, <laughs> you know, how can we come together in whatever way possible to, you know, to give back in the community, whether that be like you said, Alex, um, somebody who's, you know, helping to deliver the bags on Sunday was, out of work, you know, now she, you know, now you hear she has a job. Soraya, like you were mentioning, just, you know, with the giving back the bread, that loaf of bread. um, It's something I've always said, it can be small, you know, something small in your business. Um, It doesn't always have to be that, that grand gesture. Mm -hmm. You know, it can be something small or start small and obviously get bigger from there if, you know, if it's sustainable and, and you're able to do that. Yes. What types of products do you guys see as be you know coming coming up? Are there new things in works? I know Alex, you had mentioned you know bringing on new vendors for mm-hmm. Phoenix Supply Co. But in your own baking as well, any any new baked goods coming out of all of this time at home <laughs> in the kitchen? <laughs> um, I've, I've recently been getting a lot of requests for um, the like the Polish equivalent of a stuffed donut, Pashki. I've worked in two tests on this so far both were very failed attempts um, <laughs> but that's usually how, how things start out for me uh flavor was great texture was whoo hello a little too dense um but you know it's it's always fun to start something new um i've been working just before all of this i uh spent a lot of time working on kushinki it's a like ukrainian russian cookie with a nescafe base so I had like just kind of perfected mm. that as everything shut down. So those are really great now. Um, <laughs> and they've been photographed beautifully. So they're Aww. on the website. Um, but 
No, it's been mostly special orders for bread. Um, not really anything too new. A lot more. I think what's actually been kind of fun is that um, a lot of my special orders are for items I don't usually bring to the farmer's market. So they you know, don't sell on the table or they just don't look quite as pretty, but they're these core classic items that people are Googling and it sends them right to my website and they're getting them as I, this is the freshest they've probably gotten anything from me. Because even with the farmer's market, it's bake everything, package it, and then get it all. It's the market. With the individual special orders, it's like when your order's in the pipeline, that's the order that's happening and it's being baked. And half the time, it's still steaming, or I have to send a, a note like, hey, it's at your door, but I didn't close the bag because <laughs> there's steam literally coming out of the bag right now. <laughs> 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 um, so that's been kind of fun. Um, so yeah, not, not too much new on that front. I mean, just this whole other business. <laughs> right, right. But I, I guess in addition to, you know, what's new, what's new, what's baking, um, you know, how have, how have your business practices, you know, changed? And I know Alex, like you just kind of mentioned, you know, it used to be that you, you know, most everyone got your product at farmer's markets and now you're offering, you know, special order, pickup, delivery, those types of things. Um, Soraya, how about with your business? How have things changed? You were mostly you were mostly wholesale before, so now you don't have those restaurants. Well, yeah, now they're opening, luckily. But you know, we yeah, we only we only have a handful um, who still order, but they're obviously not the same as like before. Yeah. Um, now that we're actually in the store, you know, it's funny because it's like you know you have to wear a mask but sometimes you kind of forget and it's like oh my god I have to wear a mask and then gloves and then you have to sanitize everything so it's something that's new and um you know sometimes it's scary too (laughs) because people come in and obviously you don't know what you know they have who they've been around so we just try to be as careful as possible and just try to make it quick so they're out the door Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've gotten really great at doorbell dash. That's like, <laughs> uh, I was made for this. <laughs> well, what's funny is right before, or maybe when this first started or something, um, we actually finally got a uh, video doorbell installed. And so, but so what's funny though is some places, um, you know, will ring the doorbell and then leave the food and walk off, you know, and leave or whatever. There was, I can't remember what it was, if it was like Postmates or whatever, but we, like, if it hadn't been for our video, they they didn't ring the doorbell or anything. Had it not been that we got an alert on our phone that our food was there, I was like, uh, I think our food's outside. <laughs> but but Alex, with my first bag from you guys from Phoenix Sampler, so I get an alert like when somebody's coming up the driveway or whatever, and I looked at my phone and I'm like, I pulled up the little video. I'm like, here comes my bag. <laughs> <laughs> Treasure! What's going to be inside? <laughs> um, going back to something that I think um, that you had said, Alex, and it just kind of reminded me, you had said, you know, you're trying out some new recipes and they're not quite there yet. Do you think that's maybe like a common kind of like misconception of, you know, anyone who becomes a baker and it kind of makes a living out of that or, you know, at, whatever it may be, that there are a lot of fails behind the scenes before you finally decide to let someone else eat that. Definitely. Um, Thankfully, I have a lot of people that are um, very gracious and willing to try something (laughs) new all the time. Um, So it's definitely a work in progress for a lot of items. It is Baking is a science to a certain extent, but I mean, especially with bread, 
humidity, temperature, time of oh, day, um, all of these things really play a big part into it. So it might be something that works out great 200 times in a row and you're selling it and fine. And then you have this last minute order and you put it in the oven and it just <laughs> settles and it's just not pretty. Um, it happens all the time. So I definitely think that, you know, even if you're a home baker regularly, just for fun, like you're going to have some failed attempts and that's mm-hmm. totally fine. That's half the fun of it. I think the other part of that is that you get to, you know, really question what went wrong there. Did I miss something? Did I substitute something? Did I mix up my recipes entirely? It's definitely, that part's fun. Trying to figure out where it went wrong also. (laughs) And how about for you, Soraya? So coming up with that black bean brownie, and then also you did, you mentioned a banana bread, right? Mm-hmm. Did you say, I had somebody actually reach out to me on Instagram and she goes, I'm tuning into your show because I got a banana bread last week in my sampler. Uh-huh. And now I must hear more from this person. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. She is also a Salute Eats disciple now. Yeah. She's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that banana bread actually is a vegan bread. And when we came here to Arizona, you know, we were just all organic. But when we started the farmer's market, you know, people started asking for gluten-free and vegan. So we actually, you know, tried to kind of accommodate those customers too. So um, that's how the black bean brownie came about. And the banana bread, um, initially, we used to just make a regular banana bread. And um, since, you know, we got a lot of customers, oh, is this vegan? So we tried the vegan. and. I was surprised that I just had to substitute um, two or three things and it ended up coming out good. (laughs) (laughs) So that vegan bread actually was one of the easiest to substitute. So we substituted um, the yogurt with the yogurt and the butter with coconut oil, eggs. We use apple cider vinegar. And then um, what else do we use? Oh, and almond milk. Oh, wow. Yeah. So those are the substitutions, which is, yeah. if you taste it, it's actually kind of the same as the regular banana bread. Well, you get enough banana in there and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we use real bananas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, how many different products then do you have at any given time? Like how many different thing items are you baking? Um, we have brownies. Oh, we're actually very famous for our scones too. Mm. Um, we do different scones, blueberry lemon, cranberry orange. We also do savory, um, cheddar scallion scones. My favorite. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Which one's Alex? The, uh, the cheddar scallion scones. Oh my gosh. Oh, sounds yes. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we do that. And then we do breads. We also make apple fritter bread, um, blueberry oat bread, and we make galettes. And wow. since you mentioned, um, the new baking, I haven't had time to bake new recipes <laughs> yeah, yeah. with the baby, with the stores, yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. But we are combining um, the gelato sorbet and our baked goods. So since you mentioned you love the brownie bowl, you could, act, I mean, the brownie, you could actually have a brownie bowl in the store. Ooh, yes. So it's a brownie <laughs> yeah. with two scoops of gelato and then a drizzle of chocolate syrup. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, how can you get one of those in the bag? Right. <laughs> I guess we're going to have to get Doc on board. <laughs> we have coolers for delivery. So <laughs> know, say, your, your nice paper bag is going to turn into, okay, everyone gets a cooler now. When you're... <laughs> 
Yeah, so we've just been trying to combine both. Um, we came up with that with um, galette a la one of our apple galettes with, with gelato. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're trying to do shakes too. So yeah, we're just trying to combine both. Yeah. I yeah. love that collaboration. Like I love anytime like two businesses can come together um, and just make something, you know, so- something unique. I mean, you're still each have your own unique piece of what it is that you're, you're making in your business. But, um, but you know, when it comes together, just all the things that come out of that, all the great things, the new products, the new um, stories that come out of that. Alex, how do you see now that, you know, things are, you know, people are, people are being let out of their houses <laughs> slowly, you know, um, how do you see things, you know, changing with Phoenix Sampler? Do you think that, you know, the popularity of it is because people are stuck at home and how's that going to affect it when people are able to go back out again? Have you thought about that? I, I've definitely thought about that. Yeah. Um, it can really go any number of ways. Um, I think delivering on Sunday is helpful um, because generally people are going to be home on Sunday regardless of whether we're supposed to be home or we're allowed to be outside. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Somebody's usually home, at least at some point on Sundays. You know, the farmer's markets, a lot of them will close down for summer as well, or, you know, there'll be fewer vendors and things like that. So I think that this still will be a good factor. Um, we're in Arizona. When it gets to be 110, nobody really wants to be outside. I don't know. Um, again, <laughs> even for a while. Like, oh, get, leave your house starting this Saturday. And we're like, <laughs> Great. Hey, it's triple digits now. <laughs> so we'll get back to you in October. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think, um, I think in that respect, even if we're just looking at it, not as a, a COVID issue, but just weather for Arizona, the timing is pretty great um, to be launching something that is a delivery at home surprise package mm-hmm. um, so that while you're staying at home and avoiding the 112 degrees, you can still get something delivered right to you um, and try something new and kind of ramp up and expose other people to it that are, well, native Arizonans, those of us that stick around for summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I just can't say enough just how much I love the fact that, um, you know, you're, hi- you're highlighting local businesses, local, um, like you said, uh, you know, food and food and craft crafters (laughs) Um, that, you know, are normally at farmer's markets. And I mean, I loved, I love a good farmer's market, but a lot of times, you know, it's Saturday morning, I want to stay in bed and I'm looking, "Uh, could go to the farmer's market. It's open for another hour. I want some coffee. You know, this is a really great way to reach for anyone who's at a farmer's market to reach new, to reach new clients, reach new customers and kind of get those tastes out there and have people see, you know, maybe I can eat something that's gluten-free that doesn't taste like cardboard. (laughs) You know, look at these fun new ways and really expose them to both your different, you know, baking styles and, you know, the other things um, to be, I'm going to be completely honest here, nothing against the lovely ladies that make the, the kombucha that was in the, I have not tried it yet. I am still frightened. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> I promise I will try it. But it's Did one you get- of those things that over the years I've seen it at Sprouts. I see, I'm like, eh, and I'm like, that kind of sounds good, but I don't know. I've never bought it. And now it's, it was, was thrust in front of me. <laughs> it's off of my doorstop. <laughs> Did you get the blueberry or the pineapple? Pineapple. That's the one that I had. Okay. Yeah. 
I met um, Shelly from All um, All About the Booch. Um, I met her through Local First as well. Okay. Um, and so I met her and her husband there and tried a little, I want to say it was a strawberry variety that I tried that time. I have tried a couple different kombuchas from Sprouts when they first started launching them and we're like, what, what is this new stuff? I've got a dog calling at me. And now joining us on the show. Annabelle Jean. Um, I'm just going to let her in. Some kitties come with four legs. Yeah. She hears me laughing and she's like, I want to be involved in that. Oh, yeah. That sounds like fun. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, all about the booch. I think what impressed me most outside of just the friendliness of them is that the flavor isn't, it doesn't taste overwhelmingly intrusive. Like it kind of tastes like a a lightly flavored bubbly water. Um, No crazy after effects for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wait, after effects? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I felt there were no changes for me. Uh, <laughs> um, and I was having like, you know, just a little, a little shot of it in the morning, just a little sip on. But yeah, I think the, pl- the flavors are really pleasant, but the, some of the varieties that I'd had previously were just kind of in your face or tasted, I don't know, funny. Yeah. yeah this, hers are very pleasant. Okay. Well, I promise, like I said, Put in your I will try it. But I think that's what's, <laughs> again, that's what's kind of exciting about it is there's going to be some familiar tastes in there. Like, I think there was like a chocolate croissant. I was like, I know what that is and I know <laughs> I'm going to like it. That was you know? so good. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, there was um, the, uh, some microgreens from, is it millennial? Millennial microgreens. Like, millennial mm-hmm. microgreens. Oh my gosh. They were so yummy. I was like, what else can I put these on? You yeah. know? Um, so there's some familiar things in there, but there's also a few things where you're like, I probably would never eat this, but mm. I'm going to try it. And wow, it's really actually very good. Yeah. <laughs> what do you see? Um, you had talked about a bunch of uh, really reaching out to other vendors and wanting to mm. expand on that. Are there any types of products that you're really ex- you know excited about including in the coming weeks or that you're wanting to get start, uh, included in the bags? This week, uh, this week for, we will have salsa involved, fresh Ooh. salsa. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited about that one for this week. In general, I mean, I like to try all sorts of new things. So as people reach out to me, I'm, you know, happy to try to expand if it's something that I feel fits our model. But I've been reaching out to a couple others. We've got a few crafters lined up. Oh, um, the possibility of little little knickknack things you might find in there, some paper goods. I feel like I should have ordered a bigger bag now already. <laughs> <laughs> One step at a time, you know. I, know. There's... <laughs> I want it all. I don't want to miss out. <laughs> Definitely, I can tell you it's it is a little more challenging this week. Um, we have uh, last week we had one repeat order. This week, um, I think about half of our orders are repeat orders. So it's a little more challenging in that I'm not just building a a basic package based on allergens. Now it's like, oh, I have the spreadsheet of what have you had before? Mm -hmm. You know, who haven't you tried? Can we fill you in? Um, I'm a little, you know, we need a few more options for next week. If some of them order again, (laughs) I can tell you that for sure, especially with the big package a few days or a few weeks in a row. Yeah. Um, We also are launching coffee this week too. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Um, 
Um, I like that you're taking that all into consideration, though, because, I mean, it would be easy enough for you to just say, I throw a bunch of bags on my counter. Over here's the section of people who say they're vegan or vegetarian. Over here's gluten-free. But other than that, you know, just Mm -hmm. throwing throwing things in there. And I just, I love that you take into consideration, are they repeat? What have they received before? Um, You know, thinking they might still have a bottle of kombucha in their refrigerator. They were still drinking and they haven't had yet. Should I really give them more? (laughs) So I think that's Um, why we added the add-on option as well. So that once you have tried it one week, it'll be um, available for add-ons. So if you know you want something specifically, um, even as some of the new shoppers, if they want something specifically, they can do an add-on and we won't repeat it in the bag. So they know they'll get that chocolate or they know they'll get kombucha. And so it gives them the opportunity to double down on something they really like. Right. And Soraya, so um, as far as you said, you've got the grand opening coming up, no date set for that yet. But, you know, other than that, kind of how are you coming out of this? Like I said, we're kind of winding down on our stay at home orders. Kind of how are you coming out of this with your business? What changes do you really see that, you know, may be sticking with you after this is all over? Um, I feel like um, we'll continue with the bread program. Um, we're actually are trying to perfect bread because bread is actually not easy either. <laughs> yeah. Especially doing it in a convection oven. There's a lot of other things that you have to include to get moisture um, and heat and all that. It's actually my husband that's doing the bread side. Oh, okay. Yeah, like he's a baker too. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, he helps a lot. He's um he's a baker too. He's awesome. Um a lot of our new baked goods are actually on his side. So he did the bread, um cinnamon roll and the croissants. So oh, that's croissants, awesome. Yeah, croissants are not easy to make. He no. actually was doing the croissants while I was um practically in labor. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> It was, I'm telling you, it's been it's been a crazy a crazy ride with the new baby and everything new. Yeah. But, um, as far as everything, I think we're still gonna um keep on being careful now. I mean, we were always um practicing, you know, good health habits and cleanliness, and we're just gonna continue. And it's still scary though, because I know Arizona um is going to its peak. Right. So it's slowly getting there. So I feel like it's not going to get better. I feel like it's going to get worse. But hopefully with the heat, like they say, I don't know if it's really going to kill it, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. It's probably but... good for something, right? I mean, we don't live here. We don't bust, you know, sweat our butts off all summer. We got to, you know, we got to be hopeful that it's good for something. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we're just going to... Um, try to follow the guidelines and continue doing that and continue with their bread program. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, as we wrap up, and I do want to make sure that we wrap up in enough time for people who are listening live to get off and go over to phoenixsampler.com and order because the cutoff for orders is Thursdays at noon, right? Yes. Okay. So as we wrap up, Alex, is um, anything else you'd like to uh, share? Where can people find you or follow you um, either for Hot Co Bread Co or for Phoenix Sampler? Um, Instagram is definitely the easiest way to find me and links to both websites. Um, I'm also pretty active on Messenger on there. So 
really enjoying fun stories and cocktails being shared. <laughs> <laughs> so Hotco Bread Co. It's H O T K O Bread Co. Um, that's the handle for that one. And then the Phoenix Sampler it is the PHX Sampler. So both of them on Instagram. Websites are exactly the same as well. So hotcobreadco.com and the phxsampler.com. Yeah, those are the, the quick, easy ways to find yeah. me and whole delivery schedule and all those details are on there. Okay, perfect. Yeah, because like you said, so through Hotco, people can still do special orders or mm-hmm. you have um, a, kind of like a menu of items that you're always kind of making. People can look at that and see which days of the week they can either, uh, if they are um, can get them delivered or, or curbside pickup. And then with the Phoenix Sampler, there's three bag sizes, right? There's like a... Yeah. Small, medium, There's, large. So if people are kind of just want to get their feet wet, they can start with the small one. <laughs> and then if they're like me and already want everything, they can <laughs> order a, a larger one. And then they can also make a donation to St. Mary's Food Bank on the website through that order. So that's awesome. Yes. And Soraya, how about with you? How can, I know you said you don't have a grand opening date yet, but how can people learn more about um, Salute yeah, you could order online. Um, we are also active in our Instagram, so you could follow us on Instagram and you could also go to the link on our website, but it's S-A-L-U-D-E-A-T-S.com, Salud Eats. And we're open, but we're just trying to figure everything out as far okay. as the hours and everything. So if you want to try that brownie bowl, <laughs> feel, feel free to come if you want both um, our baked goods and the gelato sorbet, you know, we're, we're open. Okay, great. And yeah. is that address up on the website? I think it's on Instagram, but I'll say it. It's 1839 South Crimson Road. Okay. And it's in Mesa. All right. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you ladies both so much for joining me today. Um, really excited to hear where this goes with both of you as far as, you know, grand opening of a storefront, continuing success with Phoenix Sampler. Um, love what you both are doing. Love the collaboration um, and ways that you guys are making an impact in the community. So thank you both so much for joining me today. You've been listening to 3C Amplified, where we share how others are connecting, creating, and collaborating to amplify their impact. And we hope we've inspired you to do the same in your community. If you're a fellow change maker and want to build connections, create relationships, and collaborate with others to make positive change, join our online community built to support and engage people like you wanting to amplify their impact in communities around the world. Visit 3CAmplified.com slash community to learn more. Until next time, I'm Jacqueline DeStrems with Another Hand Advantage. Let me help create a digital marketing strategy to put your organization's mission in front of your target audience and highlight the impact you're having in your community. Visit anotherhandadvantage.com to learn more and connect. 